Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Blue Kool Aid drinkers, the NFL 2020 draft is in the books. This is Big Z here, and on the Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid podcast. We're going to break down every pick for you. We're going to give a grade. Is it an A, B, C? I don't know, man. Uh, you got to listen to find out. We w- appreciate everybody for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple. Please leave a review. That'd be really helpful. We're also available on Spotify and anywhere else. You get your podcast. We really appreciate everybody for listening. It's time to drink the Blue Kool-Aid. Dish out some NFL draft grades. And time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It is April 27th. We are recording this at 9.35 p.m. And the Lions have just wrapped up a a couple of days ago now we've had the time to fully process the 2020 NFL draft and by all accounts there's a lot of positive vibes going around uh the, the Lions the Lions world I guess you could say or internet whatever but uh a big Z and we got Rudd Dog Yo. UJ Connor <coughs> and Bob what up and, Hello. and we're here today to break down this 2020 NFL draft and give our grades so what I think we want to do, guys, is um, we're going to go to each round and give our grade on each pick and then give an overall score at the end. And maybe and we'll have comments along the way, and we'll break down each of these picks, of course. But that's just the um, the outline for this episode. And, uh, you know, let's just get into that first round right away. I know we, we did an emergency podcast um, late Thursday night after Lions pick Jeff Okuda third overall. But I want to go around and get everybody's grade. Uh so I, I'm going to start, and I'm just going to say, A, I thought it was a really solid pick. I think it's somebody you really need, and this guy's going to be a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it. Um, um, yeah. We don't need to expound on him too much. It's because we spent 20 minutes already in the last uh, episode. So if you're listening, go back to our last episode to get more of our feelings about Jeff Kuda. Uh But uh, let's let's go to Bob. Yeah. What, what What's your grade on the, the first pick of this draft for us? Yeah, an A for Akuda. That's who I wanted, and that's who we got. So an A, solid A. All right. How about you, UJ? Uh, I'll say A too. I I would say A plus, but I think uh, I'm not sure we got the best positional value in this pick. Uh, I would have been more in favor of Derek Brown or Isaiah Simmons, but 
That being said, I have no complaints about this pick. There were four elite defenders in this draft, and we got one of them. So <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, and I'll give it a solid A also. And there's still no indications that um, Bob Quinn received an actual like a firm offer to move back at any point to that fifth or sixth pick. Which is interesting because he gets knocked for that on like so many things I've read. Like, Bob, I would have given yeah. this a high grade, but he really blew it by not getting more resources for trading back. Like, as if he can do this by himself. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Everyone who stayed yeah. put and didn't trade with us got who they wanted. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go to you, Connor. Yeah, that was kind of the point I was going to make was like, I don't know if you guys listen to 97.1 a lot, but, like, that was the big thing. Like, there was a lot of positivity, but everyone was really pissed we didn't trade back. But the market just didn't seem like it was there. It's been pretty obvious that Akuda's been our guy from the beginning, and I think he's going to be an absolute stud. Hopefully a future Hall of Famer. I'm going to also go, like everyone else in A on this pick, pretty pretty easy there. All right, and, and, and last, uh, Rudd Dog. I'm going to break the mole, the trend here a little bit. I'm going to go A minus. I just, I, I don't think he was the best player available, but I, I really do like him as a prospect and think he will be a very good player. I think, uh, Isaiah Simmons would have had more impact, but, uh, you know, this guy looks like he's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see him play. Hey, Red Dog, tell us, tell us your other thought about him when he, when he picks his number. Come on. Ooh. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, actually, we should do. I think we're gonna we're gonna put a poll up. At, I, should Jeff Okuda take number twenty? Should twenty come back to Detroit? This is like the first prospect since Barry. I would say that is highly touted and looks like a sure thing to and it's eligible for that number. Personally, I'd be excited to see him taking on. You know, we've had two running backs, uh, but let's bring it back to the defense, like uh, Lem Barney. Yeah, like I know a lot of people are like big on number retirement but personally i think it's like an honor to wear the number of like oh, a team legend heck yeah. and like make it your own in a way oh yeah so i would be all for him getting the number myself not to mention i don't, I don't think it would be an insult to barry or anything. no and it's not retired it wasn't an insult insult to Lombarney when uh billy sims or barry wore it so no i know there's just people that out there that think no one else should ever wear 20 right but, i mean if they retire that's one thing but since they haven't it, it's still a fair game wait I think it is retired. No, I I don't believe so. Twenty. I'm pretty sure. Even if it was, they should unretire it. They should what? Barry be cool. Hey, it's one of our most successful numbers we've ever had. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or should we give it to DeAndre Swift? That that was my first thought, but I I think Akuda fits the the mold of the highly touted prospect a little better. But I know, but I'm just saying, number twenty from the running back position has been very successful for us. True. Well, Len Barney was pretty good. Yeah. So that's fair. Um, I mean, it, the, wait, the, also, what what did, is a running back and a cornerback? They're both allowed to be 20. I, I don't know the number rules. There, I was looking well. it up like only positions allowed to wear 20 are like defensive backs and running backs, I think. OK. All right. But um, all right. So we went around and gave our grades to the first round. This is where it got more exciting for the Lions. Um. The second day, the second and third round. So, in the second round, the Lions, uh, third overall pick in the second round, went with DeAndre Swift, the running back out of Georgia. I'm going to give this an A as well. Just the basically, um, from my perspective, the Lions and their first two picks come away with the top cornerback and the top running back. I think that's a pretty solid dr- way to start the draft when you get the top guy at two different positions. That doesn't uh, happen a lot in these drafts. 
Um, how, how about you, Brad Dog? What, what was your grade on this one? Yeah, solid A. I think this guy is stellar. I've watched him play in college. I'm super excited to see him. And I mean, we, he doesn't have to be the guy right away, but I would not be surprised if he beats out our current stable backs to be our starter. Uh, let, let's go to uh, Connor. What was your grade for DeAndre Swift? I don't want to rap on 97-1 too much, but they were like, oh, like this pick wasn't bold at all. Like, you know, he's the best player available. Like, obviously they're going to take him. Like, but like, clearly there were some big defensive needs, yeah, so I thought it was pretty bold to take a running back. Yeah, um, a lot of people devalue I, the I, position. I, Sorry, Ken. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously the the highest rated running back in the draft, and if Carrion can stay healthy, they're going to be such a lethal duo. Oof and help keep some of the pressure off Stafford. So I'm going to give this pick an A for both its boldness and its payoff. The me- the media knows nothing anyways, Connor. So That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those guys get paid to be wrong. It's like uh the what the weatherman in a lot of ways. Uh, Not us. We're right. right all the time and we I'm, don't get paid. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except no, our predictions are always on the money during the season. Money. Um oh, yeah. how about you, Bob? Uh, yes, I'll also give this an A. Now, in my uh, my mock, I had Jonathan Taylor going to us in this pick. That's right. And um, but after the first round ended, and I saw who was sitting there, I really wanted Swift. That was like the guy I was like hoping they would get. I had, like nice. even though Taylor was available, I had like changed my mind uh, <laughs> looking at the data and stuff. So I was really hoping we got him, and then we got him. I was elated. So, and and like you were saying, um, Z. Uh, I combined this with last year's draft. We got the top tight end, we got the top running back, we got the top cornerback. So I, I like oh, yeah. skill at all these positions. It's beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, sidebar before you go to the next. Uh, does uh do we want him to uh, Okuda to have like a really bad game to start the season so that he can have a really good season, or uh, so he just avoids the hawk trend and <laughs> starts off with a stellar game and then disappears? <laughs> I think he'll be good all season. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, I like that. But uh, UJ, you're the last one to give a grade on Swift here. What do you got? Okay. Um, has anyone given an A plus out yet? Ooh. Nope. Nope. Uh, I wasn't even really. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm not going to do that either here. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give so, it an A. Um, I don't think. <laughs> He's, he's our shiny toy in this draft, right? He's our like, oh, my God, look at this. It's going to be so exciting to watch this guy. And uh, and he is. He's going to be awesome, I think. It was a great pick. However, I think we needed defense a little more at that point, and we passed on some really good defenders. So, so all being said, yeah, I like the pick a lot. I think he's going to give us a great weapon on offense, but we, we passed up on some uh, premium defenders here. So that's just the only thing about it that uh, – Bothers me a little bit, but uh, a good solid pick, though, for sure. Yeah, hey. for sure. So the, the, this pick with DeAndre Swift is going to really make that running backfield crowded. Oh yeah. Um, they have Carryon Johnson, obviously injury issues. Both Scarborough, uh, you know, Unproven, made a big, really. big impression at the end of last season. Now you got DeAndre Swift. Ty Johnson is in there. Um, our late round pick that we'll discuss later. It's it's a low. The Lions released today. Uh, tr- T.R.A. Carson. I just don't know. Tra. 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 Uh, Carson. Not that he ever really had much of an impact on us. Could it be Tra. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what do you do? You think DeAndre Swift will be our opening day starter? Is that still carry on Johnson? DeAndre, what does DeAndre Swift, he's, he's very versatile. If anybody hasn't had a chance to go look at this highlight tape, go watch it. This guy 
can make a cut upfield with acceleration like nobody else in this draft class. Mm. So mm. That, that's the part and that excites me. He doesn't have much wear and tear either. I think he's like the freshest running back coming out. Of yeah, the class, and so. impressive. He should be. Sorry, can I go? Split reps with. No, I was just saying, like splitting reps with carry on shouldn't be a problem with him. Like Georgia definitely didn't overwork him, and he still made a huge impact. Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean, so if that's how they envision it going. Like I don't see any problems with that. And a stat line from his school: six point six yards per carry, the highest ever for a Georgia running back first career which is pretty impressive i mean just in recent history considering the guys that have come out chubb michelle Gurley, Gurley. but then you even go back to herschel walker i mean this guy he was so effective for them i mean and the, the, i saw one thing people were knocking him because he doesn't have a lot of broken tackles but that's i read also that that might be a misnomer with him because he just makes guys not even get a chance yeah, yeah. to tackle him. He just makes them miss completely. So, this I mean, I'm seeing Barry comparisons. I'm not ready to go there, but physically he fits that. <laughs> There's another comparison I wanted to make, too, and I kind of made this when we were, me and Red Dog were watching some film on him and his highlights. Little little shades of Theo Riddick in the past game, too, in terms of the ability to shake the linebacker with that yeah. quick juke move like Theo was good at in his prime. Uh, we should all be familiar with that. Just uh, oh. theoretically, leaving the linebacker stuck in the mud while he, uh, oh, yeah. especially missed... in a two-minute drill. Yeah. And I think the Lions missed that a lot last year in their two-minute drills to a degree. Oh yeah, so many close games. <laughs> uh, we need that guy that can uh, that can do that in the pass game. I think they see that out of him as well. But he, unlike Theo Riddick, yeah. this guy might be able to put us in games where we're not trying to come back <laughs> and just pulling away. That's the hope. That's the hope. Hey, you Dave, when when I saw that the pick there uh, with him available, I thought we got to take him. I know, I know, we need defense, but yeah, I, our offense could be elite. Now. I mean, like one of the best in the league with these with what we've got now in talent. Oh, for sure. Like I said, I'd be, I'm I'm happy with the pick. I just thought we missed on some premium defensive talent there that really could have, yeah. you know, where we needed help on our line, but. But that being said, yeah, I love the pick. Because we missed so. out on Gross Matos, Blacklock, uh, Marlon Davidson, Darrell Taylor. Those are some of the big names in the early. Epineza went late second round, like 54th yeah. overall. Yeah. He went really late. Talk yeah, I thought we Great. were going to trade back into the second round for a second, but that didn't happen. I would say. We should get Swift's dead, too. Do you guys see him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. He could be our whole defense. I think yeah. he could out overpower an entire defense. I believe he owns a gym in Philadelphia, <laughs> if I'm correct. And yeah, he's just a. Yeah, they're from Philly. Yeah. He's, so. he's just absolutely jacked. <laughs> I, the thing I would say about that, as far as leaving defensive talent on the board, this next pick really made me feel a lot better about it. All right, so that's a good segue into the third round. Um, the Lions in the th with the third pick of the third round went inside the family, the Detroit Lions family. Uh, yeah. Romeo Aquara currently on the team. ND. And he, uh, you know, I don't know what the inside they have or whatever, but they, they'll go with Julian Aquara, his younger brother, 6'4", 252-pound DN out of Notre Dame. Uh, had broke his fibula last year in the, in the second half of the season, so he didn't play down the stretch. But at least we, a lot of us know a lot of Notre Dame people. You guys watch them uh, mm -hmm. as Notre Dame fans here. But uh, just uh, a lot of good feedback from those people that watch them on a regular basis. But uh, I'm, I'm going to give this a B plus just because of that pos small fraction possibility for 
injury not fully recovering from that but i do like the pick a lot uh how about you rod dog okay i'm i'm not too concerned about the injury just because it's a broken bone if it was a ligament or something like both broken bones they mend easier than most injuries and tell that to alex smith <laughs> alex smith broken bones and or uh, men easier than most injuries. I I don't know the reference, but I said it. So uh, anyway, the quarterback for the Redskins that tore his leg apart. Yeah, but he had more than just bones. And, and a, All right, just go. Whatever, just you, come on. All right, no, I give this an A. Uh, this guy, a lot of people had him with first round ratings. I mean, he fell partly because of that broken bone. I will say it was kind of funny because I thought he kind of disappeared last year. And then, I mean, I, I will be honest that I didn't pay full attention. And so he probably disappeared because he literally disappeared and wasn't playing. Um, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the year before, the guy was tearing it up. I've read that he also graded really highly in the games he did play last year. Uh, this guy, he's not just a – he's not a D-end. He's a, he's a outside linebacker in a 3-4 uh and got that speed has a really good power move uh, i think he could be a really nice addition to add to our pass rush which we needed desperately yeah for sure how about you bob yeah well i, I really like this pick too um i give it a i guess an a minus just because he isn't that elite <laughs> level uh like the other guys but but he he did get a first round round grade from a lot of people and we got him there and plus, I had him in my mock. You know, I had Okuda, did. I had a running back, and then Aquara. So, you know, it's pretty good on me. But anyway. <laughs> Don't break your arm, Bob, no. patting your back. Yeah, you had no. two running backs, which was crazy. <laughs> and they did get two running backs. So, um, oh, I heard a break. Yes. So, I, I really like Aquara. And it's a cool story that his brother's on the team. So, I think I think that'll be cool. Yeah. So, and uh, I like Aquara it. was the fourth-ranked DN on, uh, per PFF, at least. Uh, you know, the, the, rank him however you, you might. But I'm um, they they gave it really good value, but uh, how about you, UJ? Uh, I actually give this one an A plus. Whoa! For, Whoa. I, I give it an A plus Whoa. for the value that we got from it. First of all, it made me feel better about the second pick, and to get a guy that like like Bob was saying, a lot of people had this guy as a late first rounder, and, and a lot of people had him second rounder. We got extremely good value on this pick, so because of that, I gave it the plus. And he is, he's a dynamic player, outside linebacker, could cover, can drop into coverage, and he, he, he can rush the passer with speed. So, yeah, I think we had a good player here. I think uh, one other thing I want to add, I think that the, uh, his brother, Romeo, uh, at least for one year, I think has job security because I think it would be a fatal mistake to cut his brother uh, <laughs> going into this season when he's a rookie uh, for his psyche and all that. And uh, I just... I think they got to keep the brothers together at least for one year. So I think Romeo uh, should be happy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be fun to see him play together, but I think, honestly, God, for his psyche, they needed to keep him on the team together for at least a year. You know? Yeah. That's my opinion anyway. But. And, so A+. Plus. I like it. Yeah. All right. They could rotate the two of them and be like, this acquire guy never gets tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, Keep them right, the same right. number. <laughs> and the same number, yeah. <laughs> How crazy is that, though? Two brothers playing the same team in the same positional group. It's pretty wild. 
It's a, How many did yeah, something happen, what, three times in the history of the league? Three or four times? Yeah. yeah. Well, they did the Super Bowl coverage. That'll be a great story. That they're exactly. And, <laughs> I mean, they're in the same yeah, positional yeah. group, but they could also be on the field at the same time because it's not the same exact position. So that yeah. could be fun. The and Bash it, Brothers of the, the NFL. At the old lineman says, I got a Quara. And then they go the other Quara. And they're like, oh, no, I told you Quara. And just mix it up. <laughs> It'll be like uh, the Bash or the brothers on the Mighty Ducks team, the, the two enforcers. <laughs> yeah, get after yeah. the quarterback, just break them. Um, how about you, Connor? What, what's your grade on this one? I I like the pick a lot. Um, he's definitely a little smaller than his brother, but also a little faster. Um, he really is going to help our pass rush, which we desperately needed help on. But at the same time, I know people are saying we should have addressed the pass rush earlier with a more elite player. So I'm going to go a B plus on this one overall, just because mm-hmm. he's really good, but. Not quite that elite level of pass rush help we really needed in this draft. Yeah, for for what it's worth, four sacks um, this past year before he broke his leg, nine sacks the year before that, and uh, three in 2017. But he didn't play too many snaps that year. The Lions actually made another pick in the third round. They they traded up for this one. They had a pick in the late third round. They decided to trade up for Jonah Jackson out of Ohio State, six four, three hundred six pound guard. This guy played at Rutgers, was a captain at Rutgers. Transfer uh, was a grad transfer into Ohio State, um, part of the Senior Bowl week with Detroit as well. They must have got a really good look at him to be able to trade up and really want him uh, mm-hmm. with the 11th overall pick in the third round. I'm going to give this a, uh, a a B. I I think it was a solid pick. I I still maybe wanted to see them go for a defense like a guy like Zach Bond or something. In the third round, it, it really disappoints me that we didn't get him. I've obviously been really big on him, uh, and he was still available at this point, and the fact we didn't get him irks me a little bit, but I hope we found our starting guard for the future. What pick did Bond go? Um, he went in the late third round. I'll look it up. He went to the Saints a little later, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up in a moment. But my grade for this is a B. How about you, UJ? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say B+. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Sorry. Uh we this is the time you start looking for guards third round ish and, and the best ones are usually there around the, you know still around the third and I think this is the time to start looking for O lineman. Glasgow leading the team really let us the hole there. This is a pick we had to make and and the more I see on this guy in film and and the and the fact that they got to coach him in the senior bowl and get a good look at this kid, I think they really like what they saw and after seeing more film of him, I kind of like what I see too. I think this guy possibly could start on day one. He, he's strong in, in both aspects of game, run game, and passing, and uh, we might have us an instant starter right here. So I'm, I'm going to give it a solid B+. Plus. Uh, I like I like the pick. All right. Oh, I just want to make a correction. Bond did get picked right before this one, so uh, he was not available. doesn't make me any less bitter that we didn't get him, though. <laughs> uh, he was my, he was my favorite player. Uh, but the, I, I remember there was a guy that I wanted that we didn't get at this pick, and Jordan Elliott was that guy. I, I wanted him more than this guy but uh so but any anyways uh how about you Connor? what was your grade on on this pick here yeah like you i was a little surprised they didn't address defense with this pick but they really love their uh their senior bowl players this draft i think yeah. they got at least three of them I, I i don't know the exact number i wasn't keeping count but he seems like a really solid player obviously really comfortable with ohio state as a program and uh his leadership skills fit exactly what patricia's looking for 
clearly there's, you know, they're trying to keep Stafford safe and they're trying to get the run game going. So I'm not going to be too upset about investment in the O-line. Uh, I'm going to give this one a B plus. All right. How about you, Bob? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right in line there with the B plus and I, but I like this pick. I wasn't looking for defense here. I think guard is a great third round pick. Like UJ was saying, I think, I think we had Glasgow in the third round back in the day. And, uh, we needed to fill a hole there, and we did with him. And I, I like the pick. So. Well done, B plus. All right, and um, Rud Dog, I believe you're last, right? I'm going to give this one a solid B. I, I like the positional value, uh, and I like the polish of the player. This is a guy who showed that he was, you know, very up up on his technique. He jumped the huge level of talent to go from Rutgers to. Ohio State in his final year of college football and was you know he held his own he was he was good uh I don't know in the third round I would like to see a little more athletic upside from a guy like I mean last or the year we picked uh Galladay you know a 6-4 receiver 6-5 receiver whatever he is that runs a 4-5 real athletic guy has a huge ceiling this guy looks like he's going to come in. He might win a starting spot his freshman year, but uh, he's 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 not a very he doesn't stand out physically. He doesn't stand out uh, in his size or anything. I, I like the the fact that he has early potential to participate, and maybe he'll polish into a really good player. But uh, I would have liked to seen someone who stood out a little more with certain attributes. But I I, I like the positional value. All right. So, um, and ju- just from pers- some perspective, in 460 pass blocking snaps last year for Ohio State, he only gave up one sack, only and nine hurries in total. Uh, so a, a very good year at Ohio State for a t- an offense that likes to pass a lot. And uh, PFF gave him a second round grade, and the lies giving him mid third round is good value, at least from that perspective. Again, and the I'm second overall source, guard. But, yeah. So the um. It, it, a very interesting pick to trade up for. A lot of the one uh, thing people are saying is that they were surprised the Lions <clears throat> traded up. They think they could have waited till later in the third round to get him. We've seen the Lions do this with people like Tracy Walker though in the past. If they see their guy available hey. at a certain point and the price is right, they go for it. So indeed, yeah, um, yeah, good way to put it. So uh, the Lions. Uh, um, Move on to the fourth round now, and with the fifteenth pick in the fourth round, they they traded back uh, for this pick, probably to make up for the trade up for Jonah Jackson. So they were third pick in the fourth round, trade back to fifteen, and they pick Logan Stenberg out of Kentucky, a guy that describes himself as nasty and is also described as the least uh, favorite offensive lineman in the SEC. I believe the it most was, hated, most y- hated, yes, right? most hated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he thinks. Football is played with a lot of cupcake type people, and he's here to disrupt that. I think, or it's something along those lines. He, this guy is a really fun quote machine, at least. Um, oh yeah, that would be so much fun during the season. <laughs> penalized, right? Doesn't he? Yes. yes. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm going to give I'm going to give this uh, this pick a B minus. Just th- those those penalties and uh, kind of the knock on him is is. He's just kind of like a wild guy all over the field. I hope they can tame him and and teach him, uh, you know, pass sets and things of that nature. Uh, they don't they don't do a lot of passing at Kentucky. Granted, he, I think he only allowed one hurry earlier, but they almost never pass at Kentucky. So that's kind of a 
misleading stat to a degree, to a degree. But I'm going to give this a B minus. I just think uh, there's some better talent on the board potentially there. I don't know if they needed another guard to go with. Uh, this is a senior bowl guy as well that they liked. So I understand why they might have fell in love with him. And he's a big boy. But I'm just going to go B minus. So that penalty thing really bothers me because that's the one thing the Lions got to clean up and getting a guy like this um, concerns me a little bit. So I'm going to go B minus. Uh, how about you, Bob? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this guy's interesting. He's He's got like one of the most punchable faces I've ever seen. This, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be a really nice guy. I know nothing about him personally, but he, he kind of reminds me of Richie Young Incognito. And if he plays oh, like Richie Young Incognito, that would be good. That would be very good. He's, he's, very ass- good. Sick. he's an asshole, but he's a really good player. But he's an asshole, this, but he's our this, asshole. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I, I think I would. If he plays well, I'll love him, and uh, I think our opponents in the division will hate him. So I, I would give it a C plus because it's a need, you know, and hopefully he works out. But I don't, I don't think there's any guarantee with him. But uh, I do like uh, his grit. So yeah, uh, C plus. And he's six six three seventeen. I should I should note by the way. Uh, how about you, Rod Dog? What grade yeah. would you give this? Uh, I've read some places, and I saw that this. I almost wouldn't have been surprised if you would have flipped our two picks there with him and Jonah Jackson. I mean, exactly like what I was talking about upside versus like floor. I, well, Jackson comes in much more polished and able to, you know, most likely pick up right where, you know, we left off last year being potentially the starter. This guy isn't quite ready for the pro level technique wise, but man, if this guy can develop the, the skill set, I think he could be an absolute mauler for us and gotta love that nasty attitude. I give this one a B plus. Uh we pick him around later than Jackson, but I think he could in the end be a better player. That size, that strength, the the grittiness. He's just gotta really he's gotta be coached up a bit. So B plus solid. All right. How about you, UJ? All right, as in case you guys don't remember, this was my pick here on this round in my mock draft. Good call. So I, I pat that give back. Pat that back. For... You and Bob can pat each other's backs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Save your arms yeah. from breaking. That's right. Someone on Twitter said if they can get the two-by-four out of this guy's ass, he'll be a great Oh, ball. that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, yeah. A, he's, a, he's a little stiff and not the most athletic guy, but such a mauler, man. He's so strong. I'll tell you, if they can just – like like uh, Red Dog said, just coach him up in this thing. I think he potentially could be just an amazing guard for us. Uh, just so mean and physical, and fun to watch his film actually. But you know, I have to clean up a few things and everything. But and you know, have to get some NFL coaching. But uh, I, I love the pick personally, and I, I'm going to give it a B, um, just because you know he do, he does need to be coached up. I don't know if he's ready to start right away, but. Uh, solid B for it. I like the pick. Yeah. I'd like to just add a comment, too, because I forgot to say it in mine, is that these two picks made me feel better about the DeAndre Swift pick. This tells me they are ready to – they're really dedicated to making this run game work. And if we can make our run game work, we can afford a slightly less than stellar defense. So, Yeah. All right. So uh, last for the Stenberg pick is Connor. Connor, what you got, man? I really like this pick. I I just that line he said where he's like, uh, I want the lineman opposite me to be begging to get off the field <laughs> when I'm done with him. Like this guy is just like a mauler. Like, and I, the biggest knock on him is the penalties and like 
some technique issues, but that's why you have head coaches. Like that's why they're there. Like to tap into that potential. I, it, it would be worse to me if his knock was that like he was really slow or like unathletic, but I think penalties is something you can coach pretty well. And I think the upside there is really high. So I'm going to give this pick an A minus nice. upside. Right. And right. I really think the penalties are not going to be an issue long term. Yeah. And Bob, I really like that Richie incognito comparison. That's good because the description of him is, uh, you know, plays, uh, plays two and after the whistle snap after snap and uh never met yeah. never met a block he didn't finish into the turf this guy is known for trying to just absolutely lay out people on the field with God. every opportunity he gets as a former <laughs> old lineman i i'm this just makes me excited <laughs> but bob if we ever meet him in person i i will let you throw the first punch into his face <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not actually gonna punch <laughs> <laughs> he has that kind of face. So. We'll hold, I don't know if you're winning that fight, Dad. We'll, we'll hold you back, Bob. <laughs> hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> All right. So as we move on to the fifth round, one of the biggest needs uh, from a lot of people, especially with the fact that Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, and Danny Amendola are all on their uh, last year, their contracts, as in they, are not, they don't have a contract to go into the 2021 season. Um, the Lions desperately, uh, or not desperately, but looking for a receiver at some point in this draft. The Lions finally picked one in the fifth round. Na- a man named Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin ran a four seven three forty at the combine. Although word is that he ran a better pro day with like a four six two around four there five six. Like um, so he he got it down a little bit. Uh, but the word the word is that that combine uh, run kind of uh, lowered his draft stock. So the Lions pick up a guy here in the fifth round. Uh, what this guy is really good at, apparently, and if you see some of his highlight tape, it's apparent is that he wins those fifty-fifty balls deep down the field. This um, he's not—he doesn't get a ton of separation necessarily. At least that's the you know the, the knock on him to a degree. But he—he's uh, a technician type wide receiver, can run good routes, and just is really good. He has a big basketball background and kind of uses his body to block out a cornerback and catch that ball in the air, and that's why he's so good at those 50-50 balls. So I'm going to give this a B plus. I like the upside of this guy. Um, the, the speed isn't there, but I think we have a guy like Marvin Hall already on the roster that can take care of that aspect of it. We got DeAndre Swift, another speedy out-of-the-backfield type receiver. Um, but this guy is most likely going to play in the slot. Amendola uh, has a tendency to get injured in it throughout his career. So I like this also as a depth reason as well. So I'm going to give this a B plus. I like I like the pick. I wasn't sure at first, uh, but B, but B plus now. Uh, how about you, Connor? What do you what do you have for Quintez Cephas here? I know TJ Lang really likes this pick. He said he had a man crush on him yeah. uh, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I personally am a little concerned by the speed myself. I I think if we're looking for wide receiver depth or possible replacements, we'd want. Something a little more athletic, maybe a little more elusive. And uh, I know he also has some criminal past allegations. I'm not really going to get into that. I don't really want to debate that. All, um, all, all that PR thing to he, think about. But he was in, he he was innocent, so he's technically well, yeah, yeah. nothing char- on his record. The charges record. were dropped. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. No, nope. like I said, I'm not, the charges were dropped. He was found innocent by jury of his own peers. Yeah, like I said, I'm not debating the merits, the ethics of it. I'm just saying there's a PR thing there to be considered. Fair enough. Whether there should be or not. 
it's there. A red flag, as they um, say in NFL circles. Yeah. Um, and that's, I'm not, you know, I'm going to get past that. Um, I'm going to give this one a B minus. I, I, I do like the depth and I do see him slotting in to the slot, but I just think we could have got someone a little more athletic at that for the same value. Was there somebody that you saw on the board that you'd rather them taking at the time in the fifth round? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to log my memories. I saw so many names over the course of those days that it's kind of all fuzzy, but and maybe come back to me later and I might have someone for you, but I thought there were a few good options there. Yeah. I'm just not remembering. Some other names uh, there were um, John Hightower from Boise State. Uh, these are just wide receivers that went after. Isaiah Coulter out of Rhode Island would have been an interesting one. KJ Osborne from Miami. Those are some of the guys that went after him in the fifth round. Um, but how about you, uh, UJ? What do you? Oh, and Donovan Peoples Jones, of course. Connor was another one that I was. Oh yeah, I was personally looking for them to pick. Um, I like Peoples Jones. Yeah, yeah, he was one I liked. Yeah. I never liked but uh, how about you, uh, uh, UJ? What what do you have for this Cephas pick? I'll admit, in the beginning, I didn't know anything about this guy. Uh, but I was sitting there watching the draft with my son-in-law, who's a big Ohio State guy, and he said uh, this guy just killed Ohio State in the game they played him. They, they couldn't stop him. And uh, Jeff Okuda, I believe, said the same thing. He was the hardest guy he ever played against. So yeah. that, that's pretty good praise. And uh, I went back and watched film of him, and I, I heard about his 40 time and all, but on film, it, he didn't look like a 4-7. He looked pretty good. Uh, catches the ball at the high point, catches with his hands. I mean, the guy's pretty good athlete. So, uh, you know, we needed the dress receiver eventually. And uh, just, I'd say, Looks like the Lions did their homework and they got a possible solid pick here. That's all I can say. Uh, I like it. I give it a B. All right. How about uh, Rudd Dog? Okay. So I got a feeling about this guy. I'm going to give this pick an A plus. Wow. This wow. is the, the, mark the words, mark the point, whatever. You're going to refer to this in a few years because I just have a feeling this guy is straight up legit. I've seen comparisons to. Uh, my Mar- my Mar- Marvin Irving, Michael Irving, Michael Irving. Uh, my I mean, I, at first I was thinking of uh, you know, like a Heinz Ward, not necessarily fast, but just gritty player. This guy is strong. He he outbenched every wide receiver in the draft and some linemen and linebackers. Twenty five reps, right? Twenty three, I think. Yeah, still like in uh yeah. mid twenties. Legit. This dude is strong. I think he had a forty one inch vertical. He put up 900 yards at Wisconsin in a team where Jonathan Taylor does all the work. I mean, this guy is no joke. And, yeah, he ran a 4.7. Granted, the pro day where he ran a 4.56 makes me feel a little better because on film he looks more, much more like a 4.56 because for a guy that can't get separation, he had a lot of vertical routes that beat guys deep. Uh, he's strong. He's gritty. Uh, he catches with his hands. That quote from Akuda just gets me excited, but I just think this guy could be a legit number one someday. But I mean, with Galladay there, he won't be. But why don't you marry uh, him already, Jesus? Uh, this guy, a number one. <laughs> yes, That's he's wow. six one, two like two oh five or something. Like this guy, he looks legit. I, I just have a feeling about him. I know he has. A, I think his background made him fall, and that forty time did not help. 
Ah, gosh, I just have a feeling this guy's going to be a stud. And we got him in the fifth round. This is a small correction. You said 41-inch vertical is 38-and-a-half. That's it. That's it. That's just, oh, I just wow. wanted to mention that. Still but. good, but yeah. You're yeah. more high on this guy than Akuda. That's incredible. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got him in the fifth round. So, yeah, if we picked him at one, I wouldn't feel as good. But uh, Or at three, I should say. But the 473 was the worst time of any receiver in the intended. Yeah. I mean, I know and, and it's slower than but Antonio Brown ran like a 463 at the combine and became the best receiver in football for a while. So I I mean So Cephas is going to be Michael Irvin and Antonio Brown. That's that, that's And Heinz Ward. And Heinz Ward. A mix of all three. All combined. But I mean this guy he's oh, wow. I don't know. He's just there's something about well, I'm this really guy. Excited. He got me excited. He's taking a boot Kool-Aid on this oh, one. Like I said, there's a feeling. You, you here. know how I know you're gay? Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I listen to Coldplay. Um, <laughs> no, I just have a feeling about this guy. He, I think he's going to be legit. Uh, uh, that's all I got. He wins those 50-50 balls, which Stafford loves to throw up. And I think he's not going to be necessarily an instant impact guy because we got such good starters. But I have a good feeling about this. All right. Well, uh, don't think we need to go any further with that one. <laughs> um, so the the Lions have two more picks left in this. Uh, oh no, three. Wait, can sorry, I give my? Oh, can shoot. I give my? I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Apologies. Go. I know you were so enraptured with that uh, the <laughs> yeah. glowing review. But uh, yeah, according to Rudd, Quentin Cephas is compared to all these like all pros and Hall of Famers. <laughs> I don't see that at all. I see he's a really slow guy. I mean, I know uh, what Anquan Bolden run a four seven one, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's the same as him." Like, I don't think so. I think this guy is is slow. And we we risked, we listed so many receivers in our uh, our mock drafts, and people were just talking about. We didn't talk about this guy at all because he wasn't on the radar. And uh, I I would give this a D plus. I don't think he's oh. gonna make the squad. Wow. I, don't, I don't see this guy doing anything. He's just a guy. So wow, that's a good. You need to drink some of that Kool-Aid uh, uh, Rudd Dog's drinking over here, Bob. <laughs> what? Oh, I hope yeah. he is the guy Rudd Dog says he no. is. I just don't see it. Watch the highlight reel, Bob. We were, we were way at the top, and then we just collapsed. Like <laughs> The last time we had a debate <laughs> on a prospect's speed was tease the board, and that did not work out well. So no, oh, oh, hopefully it is not the same. Is he this year's teased to more? I hope not. Yeah, I at least so. it wasn't a second round pick. So however this turns yeah, out, the impact is not That's the same. True. That's true. <laughs> um, well, speaking of somebody that was not on anybody's mock draft board, Bob, let's go on to the second pick of this fifth round, the 27th pick in the fifth round. Uh, a player named Jason Huntley out of New Mexico State. They had two wins all of last year. Um, so maybe that's why this guy um, didn't get the love or the uh, observations that maybe he deserved. Uh, possible like four four speed out of the backfield. Um, really not on anybody's radar though, especially a Lions taking a second running back in this draft. Five eight one hundred ninety pounds, rushed for over a thousand yards last year. In his co- college career with one hundred thirty four catches and one hundred nineteen yards. Possible kick returner to challenge uh, Jamal Agnew yeah, in that that's... regard. That's probably where. His biggest use will be if he does make the roster. Uh, so I'm gonna give this a, I'm gonna give this a C minus. I'm sorry. I really wanted like uh, somebody like Kenny Willikies who won in the seventh round. I was big on him too. Another linebacker, run stuffing linebacker. I really wanted, and uh, I th- this guy, this guy did not do it for me. 
Uh, so I'm just going to give it a C minus. I thought we could use this elsewhere. But uh, how about you, uh, uh, Rudd Dog? Uh, I give this a solid B plus. Uh, I mean, yeah, because there was a lot of other talents at positions of need, and we already addressed running back with uh, with Swift earlier. But ah, this guy is exciting. I don't know. I, I could see him producing for us in some exciting ways. He adds a dimension of speed that even Swift doesn't quite address. He ran a 4.37 in his pro day, and he looks like it on his film in college. He was fast. Granted, he was playing against lesser talent than the NFL by a long shot. Even to Division One, he was lesser talent. But my favorite stat I read about him was that they do this adjusted broken tackle rate for college uh, running backs because... Who does it? Uh, who does it? Uh, I don't know. Someone does it. Sports. Okay. Info. Whatever. Who cares? They, they take all the running backs in college football... And uh, and they adjust the broken tackle rates to adjust uh, to address the fact that some running backs play against lesser talent. And Jason Huntley won the broken tackle rate by a wide margin. So they you know they assume okay the tacklers coming after him are aren't as good as the <coughs> SEC guys, right? Well, the next best tackler after it's adjust or break tackler after it was adjusted was Clyde edwards alaire from LSU. Well, Jason Huntley had 98%. He's tiny, but he's slippery, and he's fast, and I could see him breaking some plays for us even this year, not necessarily as a starter, but as a gadget guy who can be a weapon. So what's your grade? Oh, uh, B+, plus, I think I said, yeah. All right. Uh, how about you, UJ? All right, uh, I'm going to go C-. minus. Uh, I don't know if we needed this guy here at this point, but uh, he was an interesting player. Uh, this film looks good. He's fast. Uh, he could have a value as special teamer, uh, kick returner, and push push a couple of the guys that are on the roster now. So you know that's a good thing too. Um, this is where I wanted a punter, <laughs> and I thought we should have taken the best punter in the draft. Uh, Bradley Mann, I believe, was his name from Texas A and M. Uh, I think we need I, we needed to address that position. Why not take the best guy out there? And we didn't do it. Uh, so the Lions must be. Not too worried about the punting position, obviously. It's just an interesting pick. Uh, he might provide some value, and it'll be interesting to see him uh, compete for a job. C minus. I give it a C minus. All right, Bob. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this one a B plus as well. I like this pick. Uh, I did have them picking two running backs in the draft, not him specifically, but I did have two running backs. And uh, uh, yeah, he seems like a really slippery guy. He seems like a Ty Johnson type player and hopefully better than that and um yeah he, he can do returns too which i like because it's hard to keep our returners healthy all year for every game we're, we're gonna need guys in there so i think he has a good chance of uh contributing so i like the pick. yeah and bob i think B your plus. second running back was aj dillon who the packers laughably took way too early in this and everybody made fun of them so i didn't make yeah. fun of him because <laughs> i like that guy <clears throat> um but uh, all right uh, how about you connor I, I really like him as a player. Like, he does seem really speedy. And I know people knock on his size, but you don't really need to have a lot of size if you're one of those elusive running backs. Um, but like you guys are all saying, like, yeah, he could slot in a kicker turner, but I don't know if we really need 
another kick returner, and I don't, we definitely don't need another running back. I would have also taken a punter here. I thought that would have been a really nice time to take the best player in that position. We could have had three players, the best at their position in this draft, and I think we just swung and missed on that. But clearly, the Lions know better than me because they don't seem too worried about the punting position. I know somebody we could have taken. Donovan Peoples-Jones was still there. God damn it. <laughs> I know. I, that is I true. Like that. There's got to be a reason that guy it. fell so far. I... It's hard, it's hard to say besides that the production just wasn't there in college is the only thing. But, I mean, with his physical attributes, I still don't see it. There's got to be something more than to it. I would rather Lions taking a flyer on him than this guy personally just because of, of the future uh, outlook of the wide receiver position for I, Lions. I agree. Knowing what I know. a higher ceiling. Knowing what I know, yeah, I would have picked him over him too. But All right, so in the sixth round, Lions at the 18th pick. And they finally addressed the defensive tackle position in the draft. Arguably the biggest uh, hole on their defense coming into the offseason. Um, and it, it still might have, be a work in progress. But John Pettisini, uh some people are just screaming out. Unfortunate name. People yeah, are going to have well, fun with that. <laughs> some people are. Uh, some. It looks like Penisini. So, uh, <laughs> um, yes, I'm sure they will Get have Get your minds out of the gutter, boy. Come on. This, this guy is a Jeez. dick on the field. So, <laughs> oh, <boy>. oh. <laughs> oh. Um, I hope he gets cut just so we don't have to hear those. Puns. <laughs> uh, that was too easy, it. right? Too easy. Uh, this guy, the the so he's six one three eighteen. Not a lot of tackles. Definitely not a lot of sacks in college by any means. Uh, a run first defender. It's just a big boy. He doesn't really fire off the line either. He just kind of clogs up space for the second level to come make the tackle. And that's uh, so. This guy is maybe a first and a second down guy uh, in running situations to bring onto the field and clog a couple holes. That 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 seems to be where his upside and his role on this team would be. So I, but his film isn't overall that great to me. I, I'm gonna give this just a, a C. It's not great. It's not the worst pick. It's just it's just okay, mediocre. Uh, how about you, Bob? Um. Yeah, I didn't know too much about this guy before, but I'd give it a B just because it fills a, a position of need. And uh, I've heard some good stuff about him since then, uh, you know, the talk. But uh, so position of need, I give it a B. We need big guys there. So I don't know much about him to really say, but uh, what his future will be. But I like, I like the idea. All right. UJ? So. Yeah, I, I think they waited too long to address his position, as we said earlier, but uh, that being said, he kind of fits the Lions scheme. They, you know, they want that big guy in the middle, uh, nose tackle type, and and that's what he is. So, you know, it, it, this guy, who knows? He has a, I think he has a good shot of becoming part of the rotation. You know, clogging up that middle. I, I give it a C plus. I'd say uh, not, not a bad pick. I mean, his film doesn't look too bad. So, give him a shot, man. All right, Connor. Uh, C plus. C plus. It's hard to really give these later rounds like a really good grade because, to be honest, that's why we're here, Connor. We're here to do the hard job people can't do. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's true. That's why people are tuning in. Um, (laughs) It's hard to really say until we know whether they make the team or not. I do think we waited way too late to take a D tackle, but he does seem to have enough upside upside on the run game that why not take a chance on him? I'm going to give this one a. between B minus C plus, I'll go B minus just because I'm drinking a cool. That a boy, that a boy, and uh, Rod Dog. 
Uh, well, I, I give this one a C plus, and the plus oh. is only because other people say good things about him and the positional value because we did need to address D-tackle. But, I mean, from my own eyes, I tried watching a couple games of him, and all I saw was he was the last guy off the ball every single time on the defensive line for Utah. Uh, he's not exceptionally big. He's not very fast. Well, wait, let me correct that. He's super slow. <laughs> People say good things about him. He's really stout. He doesn't get moved backwards much, but I just I would not be surprised if this guy doesn't even make the team in his, this year. Uh, they obviously see something good about him, so hopefully I'm wrong. But uh, What Hall of Famers would you compare him to? <laughs> I'd compare him to uh, <laughs> Sean Rogers and uh, – <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lodi, not a. I mean, he's tiny. He's not big. He's not fat. Or, I mean, he's big, but he's not that big. He's six one three eighteen. Like he's not even like a really big D tackle. So I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't see this pick. They must have saw something I didn't. So all right. So let's go to the last pick um, of the draft for the Lions. The twenty first pick in the seventh round. So at this point, the Lions already drafted two Ohio State players, and they. They saw the remaining names on their board, and they said, "Who else is who else is at Ohio State that we can pick?" So they went with Deshaun Cornell, six three, two eighty five. Um, I honestly don't know much about this uh, guy, to be honest with you. Uh, he, he he's going to be at best a rotational D end. Uh, has a higher upside as a run stuffer than a pass rusher, is uh, what I've read about him. I did not have time to look over his tape uh, to, to to see what he looks like. Uh, I'll, I'll just go uh, see as for what you can do in the late seventh round here. How about you? Um, let's go, Connor. Yeah, uh, same. I, I don't think this guy is going to be a, a develop into a star or anything. But you know, for depth on D, I I'm a, I'm with you. I'm going to go a solid C. Not really much else to say on this guy. All right, Bob. Uh, yeah. I give it a C plus just because it's a position of need and uh, it's a it's a late round flyer. Um, probably don't expect too much out of him. I guess he was good coming out of high school, but never lived up to in college, from what I understand. But uh, he's an Ohio State guy, so who knows? Uh, I give it a C plus. What did I say? C plus? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Rud dog. Okay. Oh boy. I'm giving this <laughs> an A quadruple plus. Because, Jeez. as Zach says, what people did in high school matters when you get to the NFL and is Deshaun Hand that. comparison. By Be- hand comparison, <laughs> is this athletic <laughs> ability? And is yeah, this guy was like a five-star recruit com- or four-star, whatever, high-star recruit coming out of co- high school. All right. And that matters when you go through four years or five years, in his case, to into college. That matters when you don't live up to it in college. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And, uh, and people actually look at that in the NFL – and he went to Ohio State, and I no, I mean honestly, at this point, the seventh round, who who really gives a shit? Honestly, probably. I mean, he might make the team. That that alone gives him an A for me. Uh, he had four sacks in a really good program against really good teams. He's big. He's pretty strong. Who knows? A quadruple plus. Yeah, <laughs> and he got two degrees at Ohio State for family resource management and hospitality management. All right, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, Two degrees, and you forgot he's going to wow. be a future Double Hall of Famer in the NFL. So 
He's going to be welcoming quarterbacks into his loving arms. <laughs> it's amazing he had time to on a football field. <laughs> All right, UJ, uh, you're last up here. Okay. Uh, I actually give this a B plus. I think this is our sleeper pick of the draft. Uh, this guy I think might be pretty good. Uh Depending on what you've read, there's all kinds of opinions on this guy, but uh, there's a lot of people think we got a bargain with this guy, that he should have been drafted much earlier in the draft. Um, so I think for a seventh-round pick, I think we did pretty good on this. Uh, he, he's a pretty good pass rusher, uh, played for a great team. He's a starter. Uh, I, I think it was for the place we got him, and uh, I think it was, it was a great value, and I think this guy does make the team. And... Uh, I think it was our sleeper pick of the draft. I'm going to give it a solid B+. Plus. All right. He ran the same 40 time as Cephas, too. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, and, and the future <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know he's got to be good. All right. So um, to wrap up this podcast, we're going to go around and out and give our grade for the overall draft. So... Um, Let's start with you, Bob. What is your grade for the overall draft of the Detroit Lions in 2020? Um, well, I'm going to uh, give it an A because I, I really like what he did. I thought Quinn, uh, he couldn't trade down. He did try to trade down from all what we've heard from the, for the first round. But given where he was and what they had, uh, I thought he did a great job and filled all the needs that I thought they should hit. So, Except for Hunter, which, you know. Can't put too much on that, but uh, so I'll give it an A. I thought was, I thought Quinn did a great job. All right, UJ. Yeah, I'm gonna say A minus. Uh, I think they could have just de tackled a little early in the draft, and they didn't. So that kind of bothered me a little. But I think we kind of made up for it getting the Aquara pick. It was pretty good. I think we gave Stafford a couple nice weapons. If we can make his life easier with a running game, I'm all for it. Uh, a couple guards in the middle there. It was. This could be Quinn's best draft uh, so far. It, it's really solid from top to bottom, and it really helped oh, yeah. in a lot of positions that where we needed help. And uh, I, you can just see the depth grow on this team, you know, uh, in the last three years. And that's why I think people have to be patient with the, these guys. They're so we're so quick to want to fire people, you know. But uh, I think it, the drafts have gotten better and better each year. We seem to have a little more depth than the year before. And we're building up to something here. I, I I really feel it. And I think this draft is gonna this could really jolt us this year. We we got some quality players here with Okuda and Swift and Quora. I mean, I I love this draft, so I'm, I'm gonna give it an A minus. All right. Connor. Hey Z, could I jump in real quick? Oh, oh. One other thing I just wanted to add. All right. Sorry. No, nope, there you go. We're for off it. the game. Uh, we got an undrafted free agent, Hunter Bryant, a tight end well, out of I'm, Washington. I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to that, Bob. Oh, Okay, that was, that was part of the whole thing. All right, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, wow. Really, uh, really sandbagged me back there. Uh, sandbagged you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, I do think this was Quinn's best draft that he's had as the Lions GM. Um, I think this is the first draft you see all the fans really actually get behind it. And genuinely, like, most people thought it was a good draft. And I think that's cool to see, like, some positivity. Um, I always weigh the earlier rounds higher than the later rounds, obviously. Um, cause I know I wasn't as crazy about the sixth round pick and the seventh round pick, but, uh, I'm going to give this one an A minus. I think we really nailed our first three rounds. Um, if we had gotten a punter. I would have given it a solid A, but still can't complain. I think we're pretty set up for next season draft wise. 
All right, Rudd Dog. I'm going to give it a solid B+. I think uh, we addressed some positions of need. We got better in some ways. I think I, I, I think they should have gone a few different directions, but overall they added some really good talent to this roster and uh, should set us up nicely for our Super Bowl run in 2020. Not an A like considering one. we got a so, Hall of Famer in the fifth round. So we, yeah, we got Antonio Brown in the fifth round and you're giving us a B plus. Yeah, they should have taken Isaiah Simmons in the first, but besides that, um, so I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna give this a B plus uh, as well, um, and I, I really like the early picks in in the first two rounds. Even getting Jonah Jackson a third round is okay, even though I, I think I agree that he probably would have been in the late third round. Fourth round. Um, no, Jonah Jackson third round. Oh, he was our second third round. Yeah, never mind. Sorry. Um. But there were some people, like I mentioned, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kenny Willekes, uh even Zach Vaughn in the in the third round, where it's like, oh, we we we, sh- we should get that guy, and we didn't. There's there's instances of that throughout the draft, uh, where I didn't completely understand why the Lions picked what they did. But uh, I really like what they did early in the draft. So a B plus. I really like what we have going forward here with this class. Um, but, uh. Now I want to get to the undrafted free agents. Uh, there's only two of note, really. Uh, so, Bob, I'll, I'll let you go with uh, the big tight end that we got now. Yeah, this is a – tight end wasn't a, a screaming need for the team here, but uh, this Hunter Bryant guy, he's a, uh, he's a little smaller, so I think he'll, he could be end up being a slot receiver for us. Uh, 238 pounds, but uh, if you see some of the film on him, some of the catches he makes are ridiculous. I, I think he'll be – he he will be competing for the roster for a roster spot. I think this guy could be good. So absolutely, I like that one. He has a nickname, uh, Isaac Nada's Doom. That's a long nickname. Uh, yeah, that's what they that's call a long him. nickname. That doesn't really roll off the tongue very. No, well. but that's yeah. what they're calling him. A lot of people had him as a third round uh, pick coming into this draft. Pro Football Focus had him as their number one tight end prospect in the class. Uh, he he had a, he has well, a, how the Bears not taken? He, he they have like twenty tight ends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's another story completely. But uh, you know, he, he is he had a lot of knee injuries in college. I think that's what scared everybody off of him. But getting him as an undrafted free agent is the best possible scenario for this uh, for the Lions to pick up this guy. Uh, I I thought was excellent. So a plus in that regard. But uh, um, th- this guy I think is going to make the starting roster. I think he's Ooh. that good. As long as he's he's got to be healthy. Contingency. <laughs> um, but and what better way to do that than an unrestricted free or undrafted free? There are some Washington scouts, like Washington State scouts, um, that uh, Chris Burke uh, was tweeting, and they said they they compared him a little bit actually to Eric Ebron, but uh, a guy, but an Eric Ebron that can catch. <laughs> uh, a little bit so. smaller. <laughs> yeah, a little bit small. But they said like. You know his his abilities that he that they show in college in terms of receiving abilities, and he's uh, PFF uh, had him as the best run after the catch tight end as well. So take that for you, White. The other undrafted free agent to know was Aaron Sipsis uh, or Sipos, a, a punter out of Auburn, just a, another challenger. The Lions released Matt Wiley, so they pick up this guy, um, a rugby Australian rugby rules type guy. There's a really cool clip of him online. He's like in the corner of this rugby pit. Again, I don't know the scoring, but I do know he had to kick it between the goalposts for like three points or something or, or whatever. Anyways, he's like running down the sidelines and like he kicks the ball backwards through this field goal post. Really cool. Look it up. Aaron uh, sips this highlights and it's probably in his highlights. It's a pass. So, it's a pass. Yeah. 
But um, I think we've run long enough here with our draft preview. Uh, I think we're going to look to wrap this preview. up. Uh, or a, a draft preview. A draft grades. <laughs> yeah, thanks for calling that one out. Um, but uh, be- before we go, I just saw what do you guys think of the uh, you know seeing all these uh, people's homes and stuff? I thought I thought it was really interesting seeing where Patricia and Quinn live. And uh, my favorite oh, yeah. my favorite dog of the draft is Bill Belichick's in his little kitchen. Uh, his dog Nike. Uh, interesting name for, to give your dog. Uh, cute little husky though. A lot of dogs. A lot of dogs. I love that part of it at least. Uh, I thought we were gonna grade the uh, coverage. We already we did that in the last yeah. one. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I really I agree, Z. That, I thought the, it was a fun uh, format. You got to see every, everybody's houses and all those little things going on. And uh, yeah. the ratings were up. I think people loved loved it. So. Yeah, the ratings are huge. I, they love the tragic backstories too. Everyone's yeah. parents died in a fire or saved an orphanage yeah, or no something. Kidding. Yeah, that's right. All right, but, or our super jacks. That's right. Now that we saw the whole production, what, let's go around really quick and give a grade for the production of the draft. I'll give it a B because it got off to a rocky start, but after that. I thought it was excellent. And considering that they had to go in everybody's homes and stuff, uh, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was about as as good as they could have done. And seeing Roger Goodell's basement was really interesting in that 30-year-old leather chair they had and his M&M. Uh, that, yeah. That he... he was getting really tired towards the end, like slouching. <laughs> yeah, no, it, like, it was really funny. Taking his jacket off. like that, It was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, so I'll give it a B. How about you, Red Dog? I give it a C. I mean, only for the lack of technical issues. Overall, it was. Uh, I thought they fumbled a bit. All right, how about you, Bob? I give it an A. I thought they did a great job uh, technically pulling the whole thing off, and I thought it was really fun to watch. So, hey. Uh, how about you, Connor? I'm gonna give it a B. I, I think they went a little too like negative early on. I thought they could have gone away from the whole COVID thing more, but uh, overall, I thought they did pretty well with the circumstances. So I'm gonna go with B. And last but not least, UJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go B+. Plus. Uh, like Bob said, uh, the, the, the technical issues are unbelievable that they had to mount, <laughs> surmount, I should say. But, uh, yeah, they did a good job. Interesting seeing people's homes and things like that. Uh, it started out like they they had to be solemn and dour. And just, I was I was so jacked up for the draft. And then all of a sudden you get hit with all this, like, yeah. uh, gee, please, bringing me down, man. But then, but as it rolled on, it, it got more about football, and it was very enjoyable. So a B plus. All right, and uh, uh, it was there's one more interesting anecdote from it. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the video of Bill O'Brien trying to pull off a trade with the Lions for number ninety overall, and the Lions apparently backed out at the last minute. And he's like screaming, like livid at the phone, and walks away from his desk. Apparently, the Lions had to deal with him and pulled out at like the very last second. So and, I thought that was interesting. And yet the Lions claimed there yeah, was no Quinn deal. Quinn denies that, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Quinn denies that happened. Well, I I believe Quinn more than O'Brien, just based on how O'Brien's been as a GM for the Texans so far. So, yeah, <laughs> um, not top notch by any means. So I'll I'll let's lean with our boy Bob Quinn. Um, but so what was your grade, Z? I, I gave it a B. I gave it a B. There was there was one interesting anecdote too. I don't know if you guys saw the video of uh, the GM for the Ravens and John Harbaugh. The GM of the Ravens walks out of his backyard, walks over uh, like one eight, like uh, three hundred yards or whatever to his right, 
and it's John Harbaugh's backyard. They're like next door neighbors, the GM and the head coach of the Ravens. <laughs> uh, it just made yeah. me think like if we saw a video of Bob Quinn, apparently they're a subdivision apart. So they're like, can they film Matt Patricia riding his bike to Bob Quinn's house or something? Or Bob Quinn riding his bike to Matt Patricia's house and have a conversation. <laughs> I don't know. Or the legend like you see Patricia riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe ride his little four wheeler, you know. Yeah, <laughs> his beard That's flapping in the wind. The pencil in the air, beard <laughs> flapping. Yeah, the pencil would stay in the whole time, no matter how windy out or how fast he's riding a bike. <laughs> That's right. All right, I think that's a good stopping point now. Um, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening. This has been really fun covering the NFL draft. Now we got the offseason. Who the hell knows how that's going to go uh, going forward. The Lions do have an interesting decision that we'll cover next week um, on Gerard Davis, um, whether to pick up his fifth-year option or not. They have till May 3rd to make that decision. So we'll, uh, that's the next big story, I guess, coming up besides maybe further. Any predictions on what they'll do? Any predictions on if they will? I it? think they won't. That's my prediction. I'm I'm leaning that way, too. I know. I'm inclined to they hope won't. they do, but I don't think they will. Yep. How about you, same. Bob and Connor? Yeah, same. I don't think they will. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm certainly that. interested to see what they do. Well, we'll we will find out one way or another, certainly. But please... Yeah. Um, subscribe to this podcast and share it. Uh, you can find us on Apple. Please leave a review if you can. It'll be really helpful. Uh, you know, to better our podcast further. Uh, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please follow us on there. We've been putting up a lot of polls lately. The poll that uh, Rudd Dog mentioned just went up there, and also a poll about uh, what grade you give the Lions in this draft as well. The one I mentioned for Rudd Dog is what jersey number should Okuda wear. Um, so please go on there and and vote. And get and get involved, and we'll we'll keep trying to stay interested all the way up to the Super Bowl season for the Detroit Lions. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. And last but not least, as always, go. go. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done